Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our backers on Seed and Spark. Jamie Lane Johnson... Bridget Guzewicz, Christina Faulkner, and Toby Mills. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains brief depictions of a child drowning, strong elements of existential dread and terror, loud noises, and distorted audio. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. I had a friend named Anna Sheridan. That much I know. That much is all I know for certain now. Her name burns through my every waking moment like a firebrand. Like a ribbon of flame through the nightmare that is my existence in this place. Anna Sheridan. I remember a well and a school ghoul, and a face. A face staring down at me from a circle of light far above me as I floundered and drowned. And that face was my own. And the face staring back up at me out of the black water as I stood in front of Anna on that sunlit morning in early summer. It was mine, too. I knew it. I saw it. And I ran away in terror from a fate I could not possibly escape. Because I was already in that well. Had always been in that well. Had never walked in the sun beneath an open sky with a friend by my side. Because I was never born. Because I was never meant to exist. And as I ran away from that gaping wound in reality masquerading as an old abandoned well... Someone else looked down into the waters as I struggled to stay afloat. My friend, Anna. The person I was when I walked above the surface, 
the one who was and was always meant to be Anna's faithful friend, her constant companion, did not remember the well. She did not see it before her eyes in the clear light of day, mocking her hateful half-existence as she carried on the empty, useless work of living. She did not remember the sight of her own face twisted in abject fear as she flailed in the oily waters that could not and did not exist at the bottom of that sealed-off well. She did not recall the terror she felt that day, except in frozen nightmares that faded with the sunrise and the brief rush of fear each time she glimpsed the well sitting in the corner of that disused field. She couldn't know. The girl I was should never have seen that well, should never have felt that fear, should never have glimpsed her own face staring back at her from the dark. But the well was open. I did see my own face staring back at me. I gazed into the abyss, and the abyss called to me. That well remained open for as long as her hollow half-life carried on its pretense in the land of the living. For there was another story. One that was also meant to be, and was pressing itself into the skin of the world inch by inch until it suffocated all others. Where I was never born... Where I never grew up, never met Anna, never existed at all. Through some accident in time or twisting of the strands of fate, history changed. Something in the past shifted almost imperceptibly, and like a pebble knocked loose from the side of a hill, it grew into a landslide. I was just unlucky enough to get caught in its wake. My life was undone and unmade after it had already begun. I can feel it here. How that world I used to know, the one that felt so real and solid and everlasting, was nothing but the shallow, shifting surface of the waters that consumed me. How the movements of the minds within this place changed past and present and future as easily and thoughtlessly as breathing. And most of the time, no one notices. Not that they try to change it. They are not the kinds of beings with wills and goals and motives. Not the way humans think of it, at least. But it does happen, occasionally... But something else happened after I was pulled out of that world. After my timeline was plucked from the cloth of history and unraveled from its weave. Something that shouldn't be possible. Anna remembered me. As the well consumed my life day by day by day. Stealing my past and future from a world that used to know me. Anna remembered those missing days. In a way I still cannot understand, her mind held both histories within its grasp. And that made the powers of this place shake with a fear they have never felt before. Maybe it was because she chose to look down into that well at the moment I began to disappear. Maybe it was because her father carried that 
touch of the beyond with him from the day the veil tore open beneath the earth and passed it on to her. Maybe it was something else. Some unknown, unknowable movement in the world behind the world. Whatever it was, Anna remembered. Long past the point where all traces of my life had vanished, and because of that, I endured. In the waves and the dark, I endured. Refusing to fade. Refusing to despair. Refusing to die. Creatures more vast and powerful than the world I'd known came to destroy me. This blemish upon the unformed perfection of their cosmic chaos. They were driven by some instinct older than all universes and a fear deeper than any mortal has ever felt. But I was born across the veil, and in this place the influence of my mind was greater than that of the old gods. I turned back each and every attack with a force of will I never knew I possessed. Each time, fleeing deeper and deeper into the unknown regions of this dark and shifting underworld. As my life above vanished completely and I realized I was trapped below, I caught glimpses of other places, other times. My own world, forever beyond my reach, but... Other worlds, too, feeding and fed by the sea of dark and swirling cosmic energies undergirding all. Pocket universes, born of the will of eldritch beings and grieving children. Worlds like my own where there was no Anna Sheridan, no Amy Sterling, no dark and terrible wells opening up into the infinite. Dimensions I could not bear to look at for the light that shone within or the darkness that seeped from them like oil. I saw the last moments of ancient cosmos long gone dark and finally falling in on themselves. And I saw the birth of new universes blazing into existence and life from a single point of light. A seed of existence gifted by this place. And eventually, though I could never say or know or guess how long, I found myself standing on the shore of a strange sea. Black sands meeting black waves beneath a black sky without a moon. And there, beside a door which was not a door, on a beach that was not a beach, stood my friend. Hannah... Sheridan.
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Island in Frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Were you expecting someone else? I was expecting my sister. Well, Anna isn't available at the moment. I guess you'll just have to settle for her best friend. Wait, you're. You can't be. Amelia Ray Sterling, at your service. Who? So, you did forget me. Why am I not surprised? Sam, who is that? Don't you dare look away from me! He doesn't know me! You did! Amy, please, just calm down. How many summer evenings did I spend at your old home? How many times did Anna bring me for dinner with your family? How many times did your mother joke that I might as well be another daughter? You've known me since I was six years old, Kate. Look me in the eye and tell me... You don't remember. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Not sorry enough. Amy, stop. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to lash out like that. So, you're Bailey, huh? I have to say, I was expecting someone a bit more... How do you know my name? How do you know mine? I, I, I heard it from Anna, from one of her tapes. I thought you listened to that one. Which one? 
the one about the well, it was all about Amy and what- Don't bother, Bailey. There's no point. Chances are she'll forget about me as soon as we're done here. I should have expected this. She can't remember me because I don't exist. The same way. What? You asked me how I knew your name? The same way you know mine. From Anna. From Anna? Yes, Kate. From Anna. You've seen her? Just a few minutes ago, down at the shoreline. Well, I say shoreline... I say minutes. That's what it felt like, at least. She was actually trying to reach out to you, Kate. Not very effectively, but she was trying. Giving you hints. I guess that was enough to get you here. Barely. Uh, A few minutes ago? The night I saw Anna was nearly three months ago. So funny. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. It's just after so long in the source, I'm not used to jokes anymore. <laughs> that wasn't a, a joke. <clears throat> I know, I know. Just shoot people and your perspective on time. It's like a toddler who thinks they can do calculus. Well, enlighten us then. Fine. When did you last hear Anna's voice calling you, Bailey? From your perspective. It must have been... nine months ago? When I was running from the Echo, she sent one of her doppelgangers after me, and Anna... I I guess she tried to warn me. From my perspective, Anna just finished telling you to run. What? Now? It's hard keeping track of the passage of time in the Source. If you can even say it passes at all. It's all... intensely personal. Relative. But from her perspective, it probably feels like a few hours ago. Maybe even after she reached out to Kate. Difficult to say. Impossible, actually. You've seen her. She's in there with you? Not on this clifftop, if that's what you're asking. And I'm not in anything. It's more like I'm pushing a part of myself back into the world to talk to you, which is fucking painful, by the way. So you'd better be thankful I did. But yes, she's here. Though where exactly, I can't know. We crossed paths very briefly, but trying to follow her through the source is pretty much impossible. Even for me. What's that word you keep using? What's... source? The source. And you seriously don't know? trying to figure it out. I've been trying to figure it out for most of a year, and all I've gotten is hints and riddles and breadcrumbs from things that can't even explain it to me because they're so lost in their own No need to be petulant, Bailey. I'll tell you. That's why I'm here. You're... What? I don't know how much time I have. This projection isn't as stable as I'd like, but I think... Yes, I think it's about time you got some answers. Can't promise you'll like them, but they're true. The source is complicated. We sometimes call it the world behind the worlds, but that makes it seem like just another universe, another reality. And I suppose it is, but talking about it like that is mostly unhelpful. Gives you all kinds of wrong ideas about how it works, how it feels. Those of us who exist within it, those who are human enough to even use, hey, language, I mean, 
We call it the Source. I've been trapped here since 1993. Ever since that well began to eat away at my life. I know this place better than nearly any human ever could. Not that I've been too keen to share that knowledge up to this point. I could have. I could have reached through the veil at any point and told someone what waited for them behind the dark. But I didn't want to. The whole world forgot me, left me for dead in this place. If you ask me, they deserve their ignorance. Except for Anna, of course, but I couldn't reach out to her. Why not? Couldn't she, I don't know, try to help you? The source is not kind to human beings to things and people that fall through the veil that are pulled into it from the worlds beyond. The laws of physics don't quite... They, they just don't. After a while, matter and energy just dissolve like stones being worn away by the tide. But you didn't. Because Anna remembered you. So you have been paying attention. Good. Human minds, any mind from outside the source, really, exert an influence on it. And because Anna remembered me, she pushed that image through the veil, and I continued to exist, even if I didn't stay entirely the same. I tried to reach out to her a few times, but it was like staring at the sun, trying to swim upstream. My existence depended on her memory, so I couldn't be in her presence without being destroyed. Not until she was in the source as well. Until we were both trapped in here. What do you mean, trapped in there? Can't you just walk out? No, I can't just walk out. I don't exist in your world anymore, Kate. And if I tried to, I'd lose my connection to the one thing keeping me alive. Anna's memory pushing on the veil. But Anna's not here anymore. I am deeply aware of that fact, Bailey. That's why I'm here. To make sure you find her and bring her back before I stop existing altogether. So ask your questions and ask them quickly. I'm guessing we have about 10 minutes before this projection falls apart. Uh, Is there... The source, is it... Ned told me that it... No, no, that doesn't make sense. Can you... Is my sister okay? No. She's trapped in the nightmare I've been living my entire life. Trying to find a way out and failing. But she is alive for the time being and still herself, though I I can't say how long that will last. You can only hold on to your sanity for so long in this place. Why didn't you just bring her out through this door? If she can survive outside the source, then she must be able to- Finding Anna was a one in a million chance, Bailey. The only reason it happened at all is because we're connected the way we are. Trust me, it won't happen again. At least not before she escapes the source or she's destroyed by it. Besides, even if I could bring her here, she'd be the same half-there ghost Kate saw in her projection. She couldn't walk out that door. It might even kill her to try. 
How long do we have before Anna... Before she's gone? Right, right. Time doesn't work like that. I could tell you how long it would feel to Anna, but that wouldn't help. If anything, you'd either panic and rush into danger or take too long and lose her. Anna couldn't tell me much, but it sounds like you've got one chance to save her. Only one. And it's coming. Soon. Very, very soon. What is the source? Hell. The source is hell. For me. For Anna. For any soul unlucky enough to be trapped inside. It's hell. Shapeless, sleepless, lightless half-existence of no hope of escape where everything that makes you who you are is stripped away until you are nothing and no one. Just energy and matter reduced to their most basic forms. Then, only then, is your consciousness allowed to die. Occasionally, you can see the worlds beyond the veil. See those living beneath the light of a billion different suns go about their days with a peace you can never know again. But you can't join them. Not once you've been inside long enough. I was one of the lucky ones. I had a friend who remembered me, whose mind was powerful enough to hold on to that memory as history changed around her. Most people who are pulled through the veil are completely unwritten within a couple of months. All memory of their lives gone. Like they were never even born. Because they weren't. The rest of the universe just shifts to compensate and goes on like nothing ever happened. But what is it? A, a shadow world? Some kind of reflection of the real world? It is the real world, Bailey. It's... What? The source is not a reflection of this world. This world is a reflection of the source. A false and hollow illusion that only feels real because you're a part of it. Like a dream before you wake up. This. This dark and roiling ocean of unformed pre-existence is the true shape of reality. Endless chaos. Infinite possibility, unknowable dangers. I'm going to need more than that. Of course you will. Before the first moment of time, before any world was born or any mind had its first thought, there was the source, the ageless, endless, infinite potential of all universes, unmanifested and waiting. I don't mean ageless to say it's just very old. I mean ageless as in timeless. Ageless as in eternal. Ageless as in having no beginning, no middle, and no end. There were beings within it, but they were shapeless and inscrutable as the source itself, or perhaps they were the source. Are the source. Maybe they were all one mind, seen from different angles and in different forms. Or maybe not. 
There might have been a whole pantheon of old gods who ruled in the silence before the worlds. But I doubt it. The source is not kind to things like identity, individuality, free choice. It wears them down, burns them out, makes them fade. But eventually, that infinite potential had to pour out into something. So the source began to waver, shifting in waves of probability like the wind across the surface of a lake. And when that wind grew into a gale and the waves crashed against the shore, universes were born. The source poured out into the dimensions beyond itself, and worlds of time and space and matter began in their hundreds of billions. Some flickered in and out of being too quickly to be seen, some quirk of their physics not able to hold the weight of their existence. But some endured, growing out of the source into their own realities, but they were still connected to the source. Influencing and influenced by the minds on the other side of the veil. All of these worlds, every possible world, exists within the source. Every point in space and time, every life, every choice, they're all just ripples on the surface. A manifestation of probabilities and the chaos that birthed them. And all it takes is a little willpower, properly applied, to push through that illusion and change it. I'm guessing that's what caused me to disappear in the first place. Some supernatural power tearing through my timeline as it passed. The well was just there to clean up the mess. But it failed because of Anna. And now, time itself is starting to come undone. What do you mean? You don't know? Know what? I sent you the book, didn't you read it? It's all there. What's there? The answers, the the ones in Anna's mind. I I pressed them into ink and paper so you could understand and sent them to that agent. Haven't you read it? He just got it a few hours ago. I I don't think he's even read it. Oh, you and your tiny perspectives of time are going to be the death of me! Then just tell us. What's happening? The end. The end of everything. The one Anna dreamed about. It's happening soon. It's already started and ended in death! Amy! Oh, Kate, stop! Please tell me you got all of that on tape. Yeah, yeah, I did. Do you think she's... Who's calling me now? Hello? Sam, Sam, where are you? I've been trying to reach you for hours. Ren, we're at Anna's house. Reception's a little spotty out here. Is Kate there? Uh, yeah, she is. What, what's going on? Something's happening at Merriweather. Something bad. I don't know how long we have, but we need you back here. Both of you. Now. We'll be there as soon as we can. We need to get back to Merriweather. That's nearly 14 hours away. I'll drive this time. Not like I'll be able to sleep anyway, not after what Amy told us. Who? Here. Listen to this. 
The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 74, Abyssus Abyssum Invocat, starring Meredith Nudo as Amy Sterling, Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, and Sam Taylor as Ren Park, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.